Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. My name is Imran. You're listening to another episode of the 90s State of Mind podcast. This podcast runs in conjunction with foreverinelectricdreams.com and blueandgreenradio.com. Uh, these episodes see myself. Hi, my name is Imran. I'm from London in the UK, and it sees... Um, me connect with uh, my buddy Rhonda over in San Jose, California, sunny San Jose, uh, California. We basically, in each episode, we sit down and we kind of discuss a specific 90s album and and celebrate it, basically, kind of relive our fandom uh, as much of uh, a fan we are, as much of fans we are of contemporary music. We have, uh, we each have quite a strong affection for 90s releases, so past uh subjects that we've been able to address on these episodes have been maxwell's urban hang suite we've had diggable planets we've had michael jackson's dangerous um uh day it's been a real joy kind of sifting through all these wonderful projects uh so today's episode sees us look at Aaliyah and her fantastic album one in a million such a joy uh to kind of sit down and kind of reconnect with this project uh, released in 96 um if you can believe it that long it's amazing uh released in 96 on uh black ground and atlantic records helmed in large part by uh the uh, dynamic duo of Timberland and Missy Elliott. Um, this is uh, Elia's sophomore album release, obviously uh, following the Age Ain't Nothing But a Number album, helmed uh, obviously again uh, by R. Kelly. And uh, that's a situation we don't necessarily uh, address in the show today because what better way to honor someone's music than by discussing someone's music and not getting you know sidetracked into other areas so um yes this is a very music based discussion and uh we, we thought it was the best way to go really so uh i hope you'll enjoy uh the episode and uh kind of bask in this wonderful 90s treasure uh with us um regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs uh per episode uh, Rhonda has the uh, the luxury and daunting task of picking the show's closing number, and I have a similar uh, task in picking the opening one. And um, I guess on that note, I'll quickly detour for a moment. One of the things in sort of getting into getting to grips with this album has been kind of looking at all the songs that were included it around the album um so that we, we discuss a few of them the um the one in a million remix with genuine their remixes to hot like fire 
but I, I kind of got stuck down this wormhole. We also talk about some of the Japanese bonus tracks um, for the project as well. Yeah, that comes up in our conversation. But I'm still discovering stuff. There is a, 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 a Timberland remix. I think it's called The New Remix of If Your Girl Only Knew. And how can we still be discovering <laughs> remixes? I've, I've, I've said this on past episodes before, but I really wish somebody... We're obviously talking about an era of uh, music which predates uh, the MP3, basically. And I, I, I really, I'm such an advocate for somebody kind of creating like a '90s website, a '90s basically a, a, a hub, so that you can buy these these remixes and singles and B-sides and things because you can't actually get them anywhere. And it's I suppose you can bootleg or you can rip off YouTube or hunt for these kind of obscure CD singles, which I have been known to do quite a lot of. But there are there are versions of songs you just can't buy anymore, and it would be nice. I just if somebody would kind of go to all these various labels of uh, kind of 90s like Bad Boy Records, Def Jam, So So Def etc etc and say hey you know give us license to sell them and you know we'll pay you accordingly however that works but yeah so anyway uh, <laughs> that's what I mean there, there were so many uh, singles in and around this um, thank you for not singles but remixes and b-sides floating around from this album and it would be great if you could just get them somehow in a legal context but um, I nearly went with the new version of uh, If Your Girl Only Knew the, the new remix but I, I would be inappropriate uh, I felt to open uh, this show in celebration of Elias One in a Million and not play probably the most noteworthy song from the album I think it's a masterpiece I think it's um, it's probably the definitive Elias song I think in many ways certainly the biggest flag waver from the album and this is an album with a lot of amazing tunes but I'm I, for my pick um, I will bow down to the album's title track uh, and uh, and uh, one in a million in of itself so uh, following the track we'll get down straight to, to conversation between myself and Rhonda so I very much hope you enjoy the episode please feel free to check out foreverinelectricdreams.com uh, check out the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind podcast and check out the uh, other episodes of the 90s State of Mind podcast as well as we'd love your company, your thoughts, your opinions, any suggestions on what you think we should be covering uh, for future episodes. So thanks very much, gang. Uh, without further ado, Aaliyah to the stage, please.
Hopefully, you've picked a fantastic album for us to delve into, which I'm super excited about. Uh, very little homework actually required for me uh, for this one because we're jumping into Aaliyah's One in a Million, uh, which is yes. uh, a, a fantastic, great pick, uh, by the way. So, this is the, uh, the Aaliyah Thank Albums, the sophomore album release, uh, released in '96 by Blackground and Atlantic Records, uh, sporting six singles, which was really surprising. Uh, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, two times platinum, and it marked something of her official induction into the Timberland and Missy Helmed uh, Super Friends Collective, uh, which comprised of uh, the two of them, Genuine, uh, Magoo, and Player. What made you uh, pick uh, Elias One in a Million for our discussion today? Um. Well... I, I liked the album, you know, and I felt, um, you know, you're right. You know, we had such a great time with Michael that I wanted to try and find another album that I thought we would both enjoy so we mm-hmm. can continue on, but, you know, just push it away. Cause you know, you know, to be in Michael's shadow is, is, um, 
is one thing, but uh, but to, to to be able to to come up with a, a strong follow up conversation, I I was hoping that you know this selection would do it. So, um, yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you were excited when I I uh, made the suggestion. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, let's do it. You're right. Yeah. Um, Where were you with uh, kind of Aaliyah around about the time that this album? came out so this came out in 96 do you have any memories of hearing the first single or what what was the first thing you remember from sort of the oh, album yeah. promotion wise or anything like that um if your girl only knew blew up and that yeah. was the the track that um brought me to this specific album um and then she was really good with her videos too um I know videos. What music? Yeah, the, yeah. Before YouTube, MTV. Yeah, videos. that's what would happen. So, you buy the cassette, and then you'd go and you watch it, watch the video on MTV. Video. That's the way it works. That's right. That's how it did. You know. So I know it's a boring process now, but back then it was great. So, and because um, also around that time too, we had TLC, and mm. they were doing. You know, they had a great fan following. So in that realm of um, music, she fit in really well. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just thought, boom, let's, let's do this. I, li- I liked Aaliyah and I mean, mm. that was the track that blew it up. And then uh, one in a million followed up for me. Um, four page letter, even uh, hot like fire. So these these singles were record, yeah. um had great radio play. So you know, I, I just was drawn into this album. Yeah, so there's I guess there's a yeah. few things that are kind of kind of of note uh, regarding this one in that in in some ways this is this album is a gamble uh in ways that I hadn't really considered before. Um, so she is this is not like a debut record she's already coming off what was a hugely successful uh, album in AJ nothing but a number which was out like two years I think prior uh, mm-hmm. to this um, uh, that relationship with the album's writer and producer went the way it did and she finds herself mm-hmm. having to start from scratch uh, assembling a new team and obviously you know, as we said just before we went on, that I thought one of the biggest surprises, there's two massive surprises for me uh, in that she found it very difficult to find people to work with because of what had happened with the the relationship with, with Kelly. And I, I found that really, really surprising. I thought at least from, I don't know, maybe from a superficial level at the very least, the success of AJ Nothing But A Number would have made her somewhat of a bankable um uh investment i guess or from a producer mm-hmm. perspective if you're approached with with kind of starting to create work on on an album like that then i i would mm-hmm. have thought that there would have been an element of you know excitement about doing so but i that was the point of one of the biggest things i i found was that she was stuck on people to actually kind of collaborate with yeah i mean i i read that too um prepping for our conversation and you know it's it's amazing you know when you get the album and you see the success that you you know because we're oblivious of <laughs> what it takes to get to that um right and you know I, I i didn't even know that she was like trying to work with 
you know, P. Diddy at the time. So, you know, that was something that I had learned new. And yeah. what's amazing is um, I know of Missy and Timberland's success now, but back then they were up and coming, right? And so I guess it was just um, – it was just like the perfect synergy for both of them or, or all three of them to come together. You know, like you said, because they all, all needed a, an opportunity to showcase themselves. Right. I think part of the thing when she stepped away from, you know, the R Kelly situation was now she has to, you know, come out strong for her, her own album, her second album. And show what she wants to to do with her career and mm. showcase her talent and, and have a stronger role and how the album's going to be, what's going to be on there, what's going to be presented, you know, her craft. Right. So, I mean, that's what she, you know, I, uh, and she's 17, right. So we're, you wow, know, you're yeah. thinking that, <laughs> you know, um, to be that young and say, look, I've got to take control almost in the, in the vein of Janet, um, where I've got to say, I've got to find the right group of people to put around me so that I can create, you know, what I want to, 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 to release. Mm-hmm. And she's, she put a mix of, of different songs and styles on the, the album. So to showcase that, you know, her range and it it was successful and just blew up. So I'm, I'm you know, very, very uh, kudos to her and and the, the choices that she made, you know, even yeah. with uh, selecting Missy and Timberland. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm as also I think just before we went on, I mean, I was a uh, uh, still am a huge Puffy fan, huge Bad Boy fan, yeah. particularly that what they were putting out in the '90s. So mm-hmm. the idea that he was initially scheduled to be really involved with One in a Million um, kind of bugs me that there's you know what um, I know they were far from actually having finished anything that was released, mm-hmm. but what that would have sounded like was. It's quite appealing, you know, uh, when you look at the music that he uh, kind of he and his team with Chucky Thompson, who we've discussed on uh, the oh, Mary J. Blige yeah. uh, conversation. Yeah. But when you look at him and the people that he went on to assemble as as hitmen for the 112 album, the Total album, Faith Evans, you kind of think, yeah. wow, there was a potentially a great R&B album that, you know, never uh, not so much saw the light of day, but was never created. But um, so it's kind of right. a shame that that didn't uh kind of happened but um you know going to the the tim and missy thing my memory of this was really skewed because the order of albums i thought the way i had remembered this was that tim and missy were really established at this point so i thought this was a win for Aaliyah. like hey i'm i'm in with these two super you know producers and missy as kind of a one of probably the the chief writer of the album uh in right. some respects i mean i thought this was a great exit for a great entry uh for her but they hadn't even blown up no that's right all. i know i, I looked at yeah. the dates on everything because i thought you know tim's huge breakthrough was the genuine album you know obviously he had been knocking around for a long time was part of uh, Devante's 
uh, production camp for a long time, but he hadn't established himself as a name in any way. But I thought The Bachelor was... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, that was Timberland's, you know, mega entry. But, I mean, Aaliyah's album predates it. This is August 96, and Bachelor came out in October 96. So this is a huge gamble for Aaliyah. You know, Missy's album came out mid-97. And I thought, wow, hang on, I got this really wrong. So I I thought those albums were already out by the time Aaliyah's did. But yeah, so this was a huge gamble. She's actually working with virtual unknowns. Uh, Missy had, you know, been around, uh, like she's on on Puffy's mc light remix she's on the, mm. the gina thompson track you know so i think more people would have known her at this point um particularly from a maybe an industry perspective they knew who she was to to recruit her but i think for tim to kind of produce like nine i think of the 17 tracks i didn't realize yeah. that this was actually quite a gamble right that's and that's what threw me right i was like because again i i um just like you I had already assumed that Missy and Tim were like hot at that time. And it wasn't, Mm. it was like, right. Like the kickoff and then boom, they all blew up together. So um, that's why I was like, so then in that respect, it was like a great meeting, a pairing of all three. Right. Cause they all had something to prove. Right. Mm. So they all got together and and their song choices um so like you know when we i know we have the intro track but um when we go straight into hot like fire um you know you really are drawn into what's going to come yeah. from all three of them working together right mm. but uh one in the million right after that oh yeah great Great, 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 yeah. great, great, great song. So, and uh, and actually, the the for them the pairing on if if your girl only knew. I mean, that that blew up. Yeah. yeah. Uh. good for for Leah because she wanted to establish you know what she wanted in a, in a project and 
they were able to create a style for her because around this time you also have let's say monica or brandy and so you know how do you make your lane and this album really did that yeah for right i always kind of compared her in a way to usher uh in as much as for both of their debuts they were roughly the same age uh, well, I think Usher was 14, famously, for his, his debut record. Uh, Leah, well, maybe a year or so. Around that time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, I suppose that they're in a situation now with their second album, with Usher for My Way, and obviously Aaliyah uh, for One in a Million, where they're kind of like, I not really want to be seen as the kid anymore. I kind of want to yes. take an, a step up, have even more creative control, because I imagine, you know, Aaliyah would have had next to no creative control in her first album, but right. um, she obviously is going to get to a point where she's like, well, this is, I think this is now what I want to be. And this is what I want to do. And I want to have more, more opinions uh, voiced and, and things like that. And I think Usher was very much in that same situation when he approached my way in that, you know, I don't want to just play the back and just sing what I'm told to sing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, it's always a difficult album. That second one where you're, you're older yes. now. Right, the sophomore jinx is it gonna be? Right, nope. She, they put together a great collection of music, and no sophomore jinx for her. No, right. no, which is great, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a there's some great like names on it. Again, though, like some of these these guys aren't as established as they would go on to be. Like Rodney Jerkins is on this. I mean, this predates yeah. the Brandy breakthrough for him. Um, so he, you know, he had been working on tracks, you know, for for a while. I mean, he's got a track, I think, one on Mary J. Blige's Share My World, which is around about the same time, I think, maybe 96 mm-hmm. as well. But obviously his breakthrough would come with the, uh, the Never Say Never album with Brandy, which was a couple of years later. So, so he's on this, obviously not as a named, as a, as a big name kind right. of person. Right as well. So Jermaine Dupri is probably the biggest name on this. Yes, at that time, yeah. definitely. And he yeah. has, I think, what's he have one out, one song. I got yeah, you one back. track on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so you know she has, you know, R and B vibe, a little bit of uh, Tim's beats to you know give it a little of the hip hop flair. And uh, which is what Timberland will be known for later, right? <laughs> you yes. know, how he comes up with the syncopated beats. Um, and they work for her. I don't know that every artist could do, could could perform like that. Of course, Missy does, you know, but it that's what I was like. It's like, um, like Reese's piece of, you know, peanut butter cups. She, you just put the right mixture together and it's like you got this great <laughs> yes. treat, right? So, um, cause yeah, just a lot of good music here. Um, yeah. I'm like, and I went back, I was like, Slick Rick was on here. Treasure was on here. I was like, wow. So you have the hip hop vibe. Um, she, the remakes when they had uh choosy lover, um nice nice selections yeah right that allowed her to like have you know dance tracks 
as well as ballads, you know, and yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, Aaliyah so, and I guess Timberland, uh, obviously with Missy, but like the, the, the songs that beyond the album as well, that they would go on to make together from, are you that somebody and try again and, uh, more than a woman. I mean, every, you know, there's so many that they kind oh, of went yeah. on to, to kind of a, a great resume between, uh, say, just Tim and Leo. It's incredible, uh, the, the kind of chemistry that they they had, isn't it? Yes, right. And so, it's a you know you just never know. You you know one door closes, another one opens, and and that's the path you're supposed to walk on, right? Yeah. Um. So. Um, it was the the song that really surprised me, even though it was a hit for her, was the the one I gave my heart to. to all the production of let's say Timberland's beats and then you have this you know Diane Warren track where it's you know more R&B softer so it just showcases her it's a really beautiful song and um, I didn't know that that was like her chart topping single right but oh, wow, going back that? to listen listen to it, it was, it's, it's a really beautiful song and you know heartbroken because i was like i was like why do i like this song and i like the song but then it's like oh you sampled mini ripperton see there we go i love it <laughs> so you know they, they, these are really good they were really smart with um the way they used the music to chop it up where you know or um like um everything's gonna be all right where they talk you know they bring in cool in the gang Right. So it's all of these throwback tracks that when I was growing up, you know, was like party music or on the Sundays when you're in the park with your family and you're hanging out with or hanging out with friends. And it's those kinds of um, songs that you just, you know, have a good time with. Right. So, um, yeah, it was good. I, you know, what, what are your favorites on here, sir? Well, it's kind of on, on following on from that point. One of them would uh-huh. be uh, uh, the the Marvin Gaye cover of uh, "Got to Give It Up." Uh-huh. 
Yeah, bartender, can I get a Hennessy on the rocks and uh, Long Island iced tea? Thank right, you. Did I tell you this club was Yeah, jumping? you wasn't lying, kid. It Look at is. this. They all over the place, kid. Yeah, one second, hun. Slow down. Slow. Yo, James, get off me. Yo, back off, I, shorty. Would you slow back down? To, yo, back off, shorty. Like everyone was chasing my fine ass But when Alea walked in, the whole place went bananas I'm paying for most of my perks And they offering the hunt free Cristal the works Not to mention smell good and look dope I brought me a bottle so I wouldn't look broke Step like a big willy bourgeois player Sign this thousand dollar bill for me Rick on that tune is hilarious. Like in a great, he's so. Yes. I mean, Slick Rick. I I'd struggle to find a, a rapper who used more personality than he did. And the, oh yeah, just listening to him on that song, he is he's funny. He's 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 charming. He's hilarious. You know, just the those his interludes basically that he provides on on this night out. Um, it's just it's such a it's such a great kind of injection of just fun and personality in, into that song. It's just a complete kind of do-over, like of of the original, you know. And I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real big right. fan. That was one of the first songs I, I remember hearing on a cassette. Funny enough, somebody had a cassette in their car, and I heard that, and just he totally stole the show um, with his <laughs> with his guest spots on that. So. Yeah, that was always a real standout for me. But I mean, I mean, looking like more than half of the album is stuff I'd cite. Hot Like Fire was, that was, yeah, that got me straight away. Um, the Obviously, One in a Million, which we'll have to discuss as well. I mean, what a an incredible oh, yeah. song. Uh, the Tretch. I mean, even just like looking at the, the track list now, I mean, you go from Hot Like Fire to One in a Million to A Girl Like You to If Your Girl Only Knew. I mean... Jeez, what a run! Like what a opener! Yes, to that, to that. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, yes, you're giving no one any opportunity for a rest. It's so you know, like <laughs> talk about a one-two punch. I mean, that's but, that's right. a blitz straight away. Like, oh gosh, you could do no wrong after that. You could end it then. You could have the worst well, songs in the world after that. I mean, that's and you'd be okay because you could always, you yeah. Know, just hit the cassette and rewind and then start all over. But <laughs> <laughs> you knew Brilliant. I had to go there. Uh, <laughs> um, what about you? No, 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 no. That's, I mean, and that's what, um, when I, cause the singles hit me first, right? Like if your girl only knew, but that's not, that's not the lead on the album. Right. Mm. So when you go back and you listen through on the album, you're right. It's just like cut. Cut, cut just track after track after track and you're like wow <laughs> you know and and that it's 17 songs really so it's it's yeah. a good you know we were just talking about michael and how he gave like 14 tracks so this is like a good amount of songs to give the listener you know something it, it you know to um 
show her palette, her range, her different styles that she can do, right? Yeah. And yeah. and it's a good mix of songs. So you're right. You're like, you know, usually it's like um, if I bought an album and I had at least three songs and the remixes, then I was like, okay, it paid for the album back yeah, in yeah, the CD yeah. back in the day, right? <laughs> so when you could get all the way through most of the album, you're like, okay, it's paid for itself. Right. So, um, you know, and I think to your point, which, which we mentioned before considering, you know, the, the issues that she was having even to get this album made, it's a good album. I'm like, I'm so glad, (laughs) you know, everything worked out for her because it's, it's, it's just, uh, a really, really great project to listen to yeah. and enjoy. There's a really yeah. kind of um, sort of, yeah, it's such a simple kind of point, but it always kind of worked on me because obviously Yuli is coming from the situation she is. As you said, she had difficulty in getting this together. You know, she this, this album in many ways musically is a rebirth. It's a, a complete reinvention of her sound mm-hmm. and everything that people had known. And you've got uh, Missy with this, killer opening line like you hear like the bells ringing and then missy sort of says yeah Yeah, wake up and i just it's such a like boom like it kind of sets the whole stage in a real weird it's very phoenix like isn't it it's kind of like like, you've rested now let's get back to work kind of thing and i that always kind of resonated as quite a powerful kind of opener to an album that's coming from the situation it was coming from right and um it's it's interesting to see like missy in the you know in the beginning right knowing what we know now i was like because who is this woman talking on an, on the elite track right whereas right. now it's like <laughs> i know it's missy but at the time it'd be like who is this person right and then, but it, it was but like you said it was a great way to start the 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 yeah. album to draw you in and then boom i've, I've got you now you know, buckle up. We're going to have some fun. And, um, yeah. Um, the other, what's another one, um, that I, I even like the never coming back. It was kind of cute to follow that after heartbroken because you, and it it's kind of a, it's got this kind of live, um, she's talking to her fans kind of thing. So it's like a different way to make a song, have a song, Maybe it's just my desire to enjoy live music. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so what um, is that? live music. What I don't get it. What I know that, that was people there was play a time live for that in front of too. people. No, yeah, we actually went. You know, it's it's, it's a different. <laughs> I know. Oh, what a stab to the heart. But okay, <laughs> so, um, but. Yeah, it's it's a nice collection, and you you look around and you're like, wow, did an hour really went by? I didn't, uh, yeah. I missed that. So, yeah, it was, mm, yeah, I, I love the trench cut too. I'm looking for a girl like you. No, 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 who's a baby popping, dipping, dodging, crying? So lie down for Max and seeing you laughing with passion happening. Every action has a reaction. In fact, 
I'm your other half and honey you're packing from the back and the captain makes it happen Pa and what's the matter? He got your shattered or that's your man is scattered That back was fast did you find thing thing Look at me good ain't with that game man true You make me wanna go ooh ooh like Ken Clan man Don't fool my slang bang Don't be alone with my fangs hey My love like bang bang thing I maintain I need a diva like Aaliyah Plus like a cleaner A50 beamer Hot to let me bake a love and need a girl like you Because he's, yes, you know, that's so good. Because uh, you know, I, he, Tresh has got his own unique style when he yeah. raps, and he just it just blends really well with her on that song. Um, and I'll have to go back because I think that's OPP came after. I'm not sure. Maybe it came. Oh wow! Before. No, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I just had that vibe in my head, the way he was delivering sure. the lyrics. So it became a, a really a fun track to to listen to. Um, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, that yeah. was a I actually KG. We mentioned Jermaine Dupri as the probably the biggest name at that point uh, on production. I'm not sure KG. Yeah, you're right. I'll have to see where Naughty mm-hmm. were. Naughty by Nature were specifically at that point. But uh, yeah, that one was produced by KG, who um, I would have thought quite, well, was fairly big at the time, just depending on where Naughty were at that point. But yeah. yeah, he must have been a fairly bankable name to have on production as well. Yeah, but but there's only a couple tracks, right? I mean, the, the bulk yeah, of yeah. it really was the the, the trifecta with those three yeah. coming together. And, yeah. um, you know, I think um, I, I had read somewhere where he had sent, um, Timberland had sent Aaliyah a song, a, a demo, and she listened to it and she's like, I don't, I don't like the lyrics, but, but I like the music. <laughs> and so, and that's how they got an opportunity to, yeah, let's, let's see what you can, you can make for me. And, and yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting just at, Tim at that time, yeah, to see what. Yeah. Trying to think what he had done, like between sort of the the Jodeci camp and the uh, the genuine one. Obviously, he would have been working, I guess, on the Bachelor around about the same time. I mean, they came, came out just mere months um, yeah. apart, like three or four months. So he must have been working on both sort of at the same time. And um, I know genuine appears on the One in a Million. Uh, the remix that Tim put out, mm. but it's a shame neither one appeared on each of these kind of opening albums as well. It would have been a nice uh, addition, I guess, to, for each to have had Genuine on this one or Aaliyah on uh, The Bachelor. Yeah. So, you know, and it's interesting you bring up Jodeci because the song that kind of sounded like a Jodeci-like song was like Never Giving Up. It had that Oh right! A little bit of that, that was one vibe. of the ones I wanted to mention as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. like some of these weren't, I didn't always listen to because I was, she had so many favorites that I was listening to. So um, it was nice to pick up. I was like, oh, this is a really good song too. And yeah, so yeah. It's, she's got, that's that one of the duets on the album and that's got a, a male vocalist called Tavarius uh, Polk. I, were you familiar yeah. with him? I've never heard him. No. The, I've never heard the name. I, I have to confess, I never really like. I, I, I keep always mean to Google him, see if there was anything that flew under the radar. Um, but I had never heard of him beyond this album. He sounds great. It's it really is a brilliant, uh, brilliant song on the album. I really really like it. But I completely the name is completely uh, new to me. Oh, me too. And you know, you know, I try and stay in the know, but no, he he uh, <laughs> got under my radar as well. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, um, yeah, and and haven't heard from him since. So that's the other thing. It's like, dang. Yeah. So you know, you have that moment in the sun, and then you know, where is he now? Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. Um, it's kind of like a VH1 thing. Where is he now? Yeah. After that one hit with Aaliyah, I know, no, let's trying not do to that. Up, to actually, give <laughs> me <be> like, <laughs> look, I, you know, <laughs> he's trying. No, at some point, you just want to live that. You know, yeah, I had a great time with her. She's wonderful. But um, do you want two scoops of ice cream? Oh, or no? You know, you just oh, move no. on with your life, Vicious. right? So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's probably yeah, doing no, okay. wonderful things right now. He better, my, you know. I don't want the pitchforks coming after us. <laughs> like, hey, hey, that's my son you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I love this is the story this is turning into is powerful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, when we get together, come on. Okay. <laughs> Some of this. I'm still trying to live down Dido. So come on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, um <laughs> So, there was a. I kind of noticed you. You mentioned mm. uh, rightly so uh, the seventeen uh, tracks on the album uh, in in researching the project. I had no idea that there are another two uh, songs floating around. One is a Japanese bonus track. Uh, why does do you are you familiar with what is the phenomenon of Japanese bonus tracks? Why does Japan always get the bonus tracks, the awesome bonus tracks? No, you know what? I don't know. But it's a thing. Even today, it, it still happens. Thing. 
No, no, like, no. What is it? it is a thing because Michelle, I have a lot of her CDs where the the Japanese release has extra has like an extra song, and I'm like, you know, I've, I have it, so I'm not complaining. But I don't know. There is something, and they're good tracks. So I'm like, how come it didn't yeah. make the radio, you know this other album? But you know. And and I like Come Over. That's like one of my favorites. And it's not quote unquote on this album. It's that it's on that release, right? And um Right. But there's a two thousand and four apparently. The album got a two thousand and four B release with Come Over on it, but the yeah. Japanese bonus track was one one of them was uh, No Days Go By. I have to confess I don't know those two songs at all. Oh never, Come I, Over I didn't even know they existed. Track. So we can do it. That's a great, 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 great song. Um, and, and it's also um, kind of like um, not as much production. So it's more of her. Um, I, I don't want, maybe it's a softness. I'll say that because when you when you strip away all of that stuff and you just let her sing, you get that light, soft to her when she right. sings, right? And and. Um, so yeah, you can hear that. Yeah, I'll send that over to you so you can hear it. It's a great oh, okay. Yeah. I you know, but since it's not one of the the sure. yeah, <laughs> official yeah. 17, I won't be making that one my outro. But you know, you know, we'll, we'll stick to you know. <laughs> I feel like we should, we need a show on Japanese bonus track. Uh, well, like, just to go this through, might like, this might be, the, you know, the start of something, you know, because you did. No, I mean, but that's a great yeah. point, right? Um, I don't know. How is it that they? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. It's, and it's just it, it's the, such a variety of genres and years. I mean, it goes obviously from the, I guess, it, I imagine it predates the 90s. You know, we're probably talking about the music from from much earlier but I, I don't get it even jazz today will have <laughs> japanese bonus tracks on on releases it's like well why why i don't get it well this is why we we talk you know <laughs> the great questions of mind you know it's like yeah but we'll find out <laughs> and we'll have something to talk about it and be like yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it though. It's great. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so I guess with the, within the, the kind of the, the, the pantheon of like 90s R&B uh, kind of stuff, where does kind of one in a million sort of sit with you? Oh, is it, okay. it's quite high up, is it, for you? Yes, it is high for me. And, I, you know, I didn't know that um, uh, Rolling Stones had put it in the top 100 yeah. of the 90s, right? So that was something that, you know, I found interesting when I was researching. Um, and considering she was, you know, this was her sophomore album and you're 17 years old and you're, you want to step out and find your way and create your path, you know, you want to make a mark and say, this is me and this is where I'm going. And she was able to do that. Um, like, you know, like I said, the, the tracks that, you know, uh, that came off this CD drew me to it. So I was, I, you know, this is a great, great album for her. Um, and, you know, to her credit, you know, she took the right risk, <laughs> you know, something about what Timberland gave her. Yeah, let's do it. And mm. because like you said, they went on to make other, other, um, other songs together so they were creative as a as a, a trifecta for longer i think it, I, I it would be let me just check i think it was like five years it mm -hmm. took i think she was getting into movies uh and stuff yes. so um it was like yeah. five years until she managed to follow this one up with her self-titled uh album in 2001 um i remember being confused by what appeared to be the minimal uh, Timberland uh, production on the album. He's only on about four songs, despite them having you know recorded together uh, mm -hmm. in the interim on like "Are You That Somebody" and uh, tracks on his album, tracks on Missy's album. But um, apparently, there was a, a label falling out uh, between uh, the, the 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 people at Blackground, who was actually Aaliyah's uncle. And I believe his son, so it was Leah's cousin, oh, uh, Barry okay. Hankerson and Jomo Hankerson. I think Tim had a falling out with them that was resolved quite late in the uh, her album process. So he okay. managed to subsequently make inclusions, but very, very last minute. And one of them was uh, More Than a Woman, which was quite a big uh, oh. song from the album. So it's a yes. shame that I, I always felt like that album had some good songs on it, um, uh -huh. but it... it kind of yeah it, it probably could have ended up being slightly better remembered um than it, it probably was had it been able to you know go ahead proceed as it was probably probably yeah. intended to be but there's still some really good songs on that one yeah. yeah and i and i think you're right her trying her um stepping into the movies you know, trying to, you know, uh, branch out in addition to music, yeah. you know, which is what we see a lot of artists do now, <laughs> right? But yeah. not a, as often um, at, during that time um, was uh, a good move for her, or, you know, artistically. Hmm. But you're right, that is the five years, you know, um, it's a long gap yeah. between projects yeah but you know 
and I guess maybe it's because she had like the different sound, uh, being on soundtracks and then being on different projects. Yeah, that you always felt that you had something from her, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. There yeah. was, there was. I suppose in the interim, it it wasn't like a D'Angelo sized absence. I mean, yeah. it was like she. There was quite a few songs. You could probably put a compilation out of what she released in that time as a guest. Uh, right. vocalist and um, she had like the um the jet lee and dmx movie as well but she yes she had uh-huh. songs on the soundtrack as well of that didn't she she had a uh she was on genuine second album she was on players album she was on missy's first two albums i think so yeah there, there was quite a lot that she did put out in the interim um and i obviously can't imagine just making an album is something you just do it over a week or anything so yeah um yeah finding the time to uh kind of delve in to it would have obviously taken well, quite a lot but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stay away but you know there's very few i'll just say there's very few artists that could sit and make an album in a week and i'll leave it like that if <laughs> <laughs> you opened yeah. up the door for that comment and that's <laughs> that <I'll> just... <laughs> well uh, I, I think you, well okay nah, that as well then. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, wh- I didn't wh- think it was possible, but yes, okay, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I guess I, I don't know. I kind of uh, obviously it's hard to have this conversation uh, without kind of mentioning the obviously the incredibly sad and untimely yeah. uh, passing of her, but the kind of the legacy that she's left behind is 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 really incredible, not just like her music, but kind of her, like as a person, there was an incredible kind of mystique about just how she kind of presented herself, how she carried herself and, you know, the, the shades, the, the kind of the hair covering her face. Yes. Like I said, the way she kind of presented herself with a a real kind of class uh, and elegance about her, you know, she's, she's sort of left a very indelible imprint on people that, that were impacted by her music as it was sort of being released. I mean, what, what, what would you kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Is she kind of that, is that the impression you have of her as well? And what would you kind of attribute that connection to? Um, I, I think you summarized that very well. Um, she made a, an aura, a mystique to her. Um, and I, and I think, and 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 for that and to still be seen as this really sweet and funny and approachable artist right and um i think that's what resonates with her fans even today right where she had that mix of she it was her own style at that time you know with always covering her eye and and um there's a sassiness but there was also you know um uh very much coming across as you know a a woman that was in control of what she wanted and she did it in a way that was you know very classy like you said and and then like like when she was getting into the movie she picked movies that you know suited her and and I think that that's where people um, were drawn to her. And, and it's it's just, you know, 22, 
it's like, wow. Right. Um, young, just, I know, uh, I was researching. She's, she had actually started at six, you know, with, uh, plays and, wow. and then at 10, she was, you know, she performed with Gladys Knight. Oh no, no, sorry. Wow. At 10, she was on star search and then it like, oh, right. uh, yeah, like, and I remember Star Search too. So that's actually <laughs> that show. Um, but I mean, she was on Star Search, right? And then at eleven, she was in Vegas performing with Gladys Knight. So wow, when you look amazing. at how her whole life from six to twenty-two, that's full. But but in this in the big scheme of things of just living your life, it was gone too soon, right? Um. Yeah. And it was a shock too. It was, you know, that every once in a while, some of these things will catch me off guard. Like you're just living your life and then you hear, hear it on the, you know, on the news of her passing. And it's, you know, it's just like, wow. Um, to, to your point, the projects and the music that she could have released had, you know, things gone different, right. For her. So, yeah. Gotta yeah, I still enjoy remember your hearing it the for the first time. As you have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. I guess I think her impact is. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite. Um, yeah, she. I think she definitely achieved iconic kind of uh, status. Again, I don't know if that's really yeah. uh, a, a a comment. Maybe maybe it's just relevant to people you know like us who grew up with her music and was were present during those right. those years where she was releasing stuff. I don't, I'm not sure what say then another generation, a generation you know below us and everything what they take on it. But uh, I think if they they were to do their homework, I think they'd be sort of as enamored as kind of we were uh, by by her in yes. general. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh I think yeah, I mean is uh I think it's probably that point now. Have we reached that point where oh, you're gonna Have we reached the point <laughs> where you're gonna build me? Have up we is there anything is that, is that what we're yeah. doing? <laughs> I, think, I think we're there. I I'm think just, we've you know, kind of I'm getting ready reached the comfortable <laughs> <laughs> I think we've reached that point where yes, you're anything what, sir? You're gonna connect oh. <laughs> No no <laughs> Where you're going to condense seventeen tracks, yeah. Oof. and you're going to you're going to send everyone home very very happy mm. by picking one mm. and uh, mm. talking at length about it. Mm. <laughs> you, you sound like you haven't, you haven't narrowed it down yet. <laughs> oh no no no! I have. Okay. Um, and I got lucky because technically the song that would have given me. Uh, problems was actually the bonus track so I that's how I cut you know I made the final it's the bonus so I left that out of the choices right. otherwise yeah yeah and yeah and you're right even without that bonus track there are a lot of uh, wonderful selections to choose from but uh, you know so the bonus, with the bonus tracks rank that me, highly uh, did the bonus come over tracks for rank me that with highly with Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Wow, but, I you know, I'll, I'll give it to you offline and, and you can listen to that. But oh, that's uh, very kind. You know, <laughs> I'm stalling because, you know, I really do have to. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I, I already, I knew once uh, we went through. 
I, I already know with you. I, I have to know. And I think this is the most fun part of this is like you, you have to um, go through great <laughs> projects like this and then find that one that, you know, you want to send, send the show off with, with a bang. Yeah. And sometimes you, you know, and then you build me up. And so I'm like, wow, I better not let us down. So, you know, the pressure, it's okay. In all seriousness, I'm going to send us home with Hot Like Fire, Timberland's Groove Mix. Nice. There's a yeah. couple. That's where they riff off the Suzanne Vega, Tom's Diner, right? Yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. Although I do like that one. It's different. Oh. It's different. It's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear it. I'll give it to you. Okay. See? See? I, cool. I had to be a remix. Yeah, I know you were teasing me last time, but yes, every once in a while I can find yeah, a good no. one. This is good. You'll like it. This is two tracks <laughs> I owe you. This is good. I, bought, I had... Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is very cool. I bought I bought the CD single of uh of Hot Light Fire and there's yeah, there's there's two Tim mixes on it. Uh they yeah. both one is like just the horns mix or something, uh, but they both I think are the sort of the same. They they riff uh-huh. off the, the Susanna Vega, Tom's Diana kind of well it's Tim sort of humming away da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. Um it's at the beginning. But this yeah. is another one, this is interesting. <laughs> this is good i like that no i like it's a I, I like when i surprise you it's like yeah this is gonna be new i'm yeah. like yes we give something new for you and our listeners that's right you hung out this long i gotta give you something good
Hot like the body.